Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the From Geeks to God podcast, the new podcast in the world of the black manosphere. Again, I have our co-host Duke Masters back in again, and we feel the uh, festival spirit. We got the Olympics coming up next week. Duke, what's up? Hey Lee, what's happening, brother? Duke Master here. Yes, sir. How's everything? Man, you pumped up? You you ready for a, a big gallon of Americana? We got a <laughs> we got the U.S. Olympics <laughs> right around the corner. You excited? Yeah, well, I tell you what, Tokyo's a long corner, but I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, funny you should mention the Olympics. There's a lot going on with that. A lot of things, a little strange. Mm-hmm. What do you right think? now? They just said there's a COVID outbreak there. No fans. Really? Okay. So Americans can't even go to chair unless they are, some people are parent coaches. So if you are a parent and happen to be a coach of whatever your uh, sport your child does, then yes, you can go. Outside of that, can't even go to Tokyo for the Olympics. Re- it's, I didn't hear about the COVID outbreak. It's real, it's, that's what's going on right now? Yes, they said there's like a... I believe they call it the uh, Delta strain. Is that it? Okay. Now, my question yeah, to you, Duke, going on. is there an, uh, is there a chance that the Olympics could be canceled? Could be, but I doubt it's too much money to be made. Do you know offhand what the average Olympics makes per year, like every couple of years, what the Olympics generates in revenue? Well, not offhand, but the winners, no matter, especially if they are U.S. gold medalists, mm-hmm. that usually equates to about $10 million American dollars during that four-year time span from one Olympics to the next based on endorsements, uh, dancing with the stars or whatever they want to do. They get paid for these things. And they are an Olympian that can never be taken from. However, unfortunately, somebody's not going. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Now... We're talking about our girl, the fastest lady out there. Mm-hmm. And my issue with it is you smoked weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should get a second chance for that. Mm-hmm. You didn't hurt anybody. You should get a second chance. However, the issue is you knew it was wrong. She had an interview. I believe it was on like uh, the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Where she took ownership, admitted what she did was wrong. Mm-hmm. But... The reporters that, that she was talking with, they didn't ask any real questions, my opinion. Mm-hmm. What they should have asked her was, we have one question. When you were there smoking weed with whoever you were smoking weed with, how many other Olympians were with you? None. Mm-hmm. Because they knew the consequences of doing it. Mm-hmm. And granted, she's grieving. We all grieve differently. I get it. But, young lady, there should be someone. You didn't get this far not listening to someone, number one. And I tell her and everyone else, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. If there are no other Olympians, they're risking everything to smoke some weed. Not worth it. I definitely agree with you. Um, With Shakara Richardson, my whole take is this. Look, she's a 21-year-old young woman. She comes from a disadvantaged background. Her mother, apparently, who's passed away, uh, you know, was addicted to some sort of substance abuse. So she wasn't really in her life. So her grandmother and her aunt was in her life. And so obviously she's very talented. And so um, the unfortunate part is for those who don't respect our community and look at her and on the outside, just from exterior point of view, it could be said that she fits certain stereotypes, Um, whether that is the hair, the eyelashes or the nails. And some people don't give people the opportunity to present themselves um, or, or to represent themselves or to even speak for themselves. A lot of times people will just judge a book by its cover. And unfortunately, the type of situation she found herself in, it may confirm to some folks that, you know, this see these type of people or this type of person behaves this type of way. And I've heard her talk. She seems to be very articulate. She seems to be very intelligent. She, she talks very well. Um, and she's, she took ownership for it. And she showed a level of maturity that most 21-year-olds wouldn't take. Um, but again, like you said, her circle is what really is what worries me. Because, 
again, you should have somebody in your corner, somebody in your team that's preventing you from making bad decisions. Unfortunately, you can't tell when you can't foretell when someone's going to pass away or die. And there is something to be said about mental health and to be able to deal with that. But I wish there was. And again, I don't know what she had access to, but she could have access to someone to really help her um, get through that tough time. You know, for me as well, I've lost a family member that was very close to me recently in the last month and a half and definitely was tough uh, to, to process as well. But at the same time, you have to have people in your corner that's, that's rooting for you and looking out for you instead of just trying to take, take, take. And unfortunately, it seems as if her circle may have failed her and her influence may have been failed because, she, you know, you generally don't smoke weed alone, I'm assuming. And so there had to be someone there that could have prevented her from being in that situation. And unfortunately, she didn't get it. So let's so Duke. So let's transition that to a lot of young black men. And actually, matter of fact, let's go back. No, recently there just came out um, the the charges for two young women in D.C. who were charged for murdering a Pakistani immigrant Uber driver in Washington D.C. One was fourteen and one was fifteen. They, they attacked him with a taser. He. Uh, tried to drive away with the car. He was, or they tried to drive with the car. He was onto the car, and he ended up being murdered um, when the car crashed and flipped over. It's, it's viral. It's all over the place. And and in the same situation, you see young women. I don't know about their family. I don't know where they're coming from. What they've gone through. But someone had to not give them the, or maybe they had to be in some sort of environment where responsibility and being, because um, these are children. I mean. To be honest, these are children. How are they getting themselves in a situation where they're literally trying to do grand theft auto, which ends up in murder? Who is teaching these children? Who is giving them the, 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 the guidance to make the right decisions? And now they're going to do prison for about seven years, I think, in juvenile, deten- juvenile detention center, I think, something like t- to that nature, um, and charged with second-degree manslaughter. What is your thoughts on that whole situation uh, with those young ladies? Okay, now before we get there, let's back up a minute to Miss Richardson. Uh-huh. Okay, here's my issue. Yeah, some people will say she meets the stereotypical whatever. Those are people looking for fault and looking for negativity. Okay, you know they could say, well, she, you know, she looks a certain way, she talks a certain way, she acts a certain way. But let's not forget, every time you saw Hitler, he was always spit and polish, mm-hmm. dressed nicely, shoes laced. Shoes shined, haircut. But I don't even have to go into what he stood for. Yeah. So people looking for fault could always find fault in this young lady. Hopefully, she does get a second chance. She will be embraced. Surround herself with people who will not let her slip and fall, make the mistakes that she did this time. And will hold her up and help her move forward in her journey, which I think will be positive moving forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hope I pray that that does work for her. She too. She seems she has a charm about her. I don't know her personally, but just seeing she has a charm, and I think she she'll be America's darling four years from now. I think she'll rebound very well and hopefully get us some gold. But I think she'll learn a lot from this, and there's a good story to be told. So I agree with you. True, I agree. Now for the young ladies that you said about the Pakistani driver. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the new charges for? So I just got it. Uh, let's see. I'll have it. it. It was actually on CNBC. Give me one moment. I'll give you the exact article. Um, were the charges up or were they lessened? No, this says, okay, so. Okay, so I'm getting it right now. Yep, so today is, let's see. Let's see. I'm getting it right now. All right. So. Okay, here we go. So it says NBCWashington.com. It says Mohammed Anwar, 66, was working as an Uber Eats driver near Nationals Park when 13-year-old and 15-year-old girls killed him. So it says... A 14-year-old girl was sentenced to juvenile detention until she turns 21. 
after she and another girl carjacked a man this spring near Nationals Park. His car flipped and he died. The girl, 13 at the time of the crime, was given the maximum sentence requested by prosecutors. So they both pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. Um, the second carjacker, a 15-year-old girl, pleaded f- guilty to felony murder. Um, she was sentenced to juvenile detention until 21 as well, which is the maximum sentence. And, um, yeah, travesty. Same thing. Where, what type of circle, where are these young women being cultivated, young, young ladies, young children being cultivated? And, and what type of environment will breed this type of behavior? Um, it's, it's really sad, in my opinion. I agree. It has to be a dysfunctional environment. Mm-hmm. There's no environment that I could think of that could say, hey, what are we guys going to do tomorrow? I got an idea. Let's go kill an Uber Eats drive. Mm-hmm. That's not in a conversation of normalcy. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that what they did, and there was video about it and how they did it, it was a level of comfort like they were comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I guess the litmus test, so to say, of what I always ask is one thing. No matter what the crime is, no matter what the conviction, do I feel safer or would any normal person feel safer with these people off the street? The answer to them two, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel safer with them off the street. Hopefully they learn from it, move forward. But this is a hard uphill battle, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Now, sometimes it's wherever they go for their incarceration could turn them into better criminals, so to speak, as far as criminology goes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But hopefully the environment is a learning environment where they don't become gladiators, so to speak, or better criminals, but they learn something and do something with their lives other than be better criminals at their craft. Because the bottom line is they got caught. Oh yeah. So, so as if they get caught again and if they were older, Mm -hmm. out of prison. If they were older, mm-hmm. would never get out of prison. Oh yeah, so and that is sad reality. Yeah. So, do you think the parents failed them? Yes. Well, let me say this: we have to look at definitions of parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say their parents, neither one of their parents, are in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's a failure, right away. That is absolute failure. Mm-hmm. Now if their biological parents are not in their lives and they're surrounded by family that really cares about them and trying to do the best, things can still go wrong. You can do your best and things still go wrong. We all know of someone who may have been raised in a household where say they were three children, two did fine. One did something completely opposite. Mm Mm-hmm. Raised in the same household, same rules, same parents. Okay? The difference is, usually that happens when they get a little older. They could halfway make decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. But at 13 and 14, the mindset of, I'm going to do this. They had to know it was wrong. The ideology of, I'm not going to get caught. And it's all about me. One of the girls even asked for her phone after the guy's laying on the sidewalk dying. Yeah. There's a such a high level of non-compassion in that that you would hate to think that's a learned behavior at 13 or 14, yeah. but it is a behavior that was demonstrated that day. Yeah, I hope they can come back from it, but it will be hard. Now, if they go back to the streets, problem, huge problem. If they get embraced by someone who's willing to help them and they accept the help, because now when they come out, they're adults. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to make that decision. Now, we get it. They'll get out at 21. Yes, the brain is still developing at 25. But at 21, you're supposed to know right from wrong. You're supposed to know right from wrong at 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. But there was a definite failure somewhere. And that mark of second-degree manslaughter will be, I mean, do do they expunge it? I don't know how well you know the legal system, but do they expunge it? My understanding is if it's a juvenile record, once you're a juvenile, it doesn't show up on your adult record it's wow. like it never happened wow wow so let's 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 kind of go a little bit further talking about young men because this podcast is for men um me growing up in an urban environment and being around certain type of people 
you can see where certain people are going as early for me you can see it as early as your teens. So for me as a young man, you see the certain dudes, they, they get the sneakers, they doing, you know, they doing drugs, they may be selling drugs, they may be doing whatever the case may be. And then you have the squares, because in the black community, we don't champion the, the squares enough. We actually look at being squares derogatory or being um, studious or being a person who is into educational things in our community, oh, largely. We look at it as a negative. It's almost uncool to be smart. And there's even been studies where they see, they've shown that really promising, intelligent young black children will dumb themselves down to be cooler with the other kids who may not be achieving at the same level. And so talk about, you know, in your experience, because you got a couple decades on me, <laughs> uh, about Duke, about your opinion on how young black men specifically need to be to stand up for themselves and to make those right decisions because not every situation where will a person have the type of family and background to make good decisions. They will come to a point where you have to be able to stand up on your own and have the backbone to do that. What are some good advice you can give to young men or young boys as they get into that teenage years where, you know, we all get a little testosterone and we get a little out of hand What's some advice that you could give to them about making a decision, stand away from bad uh, a con- bad, just bad crowd. What are your thoughts? Okay. The best thing to do is always be yourself, whatever that is. You don't have to be perfect. Be yourself. And let me give you a perfect example. If growing up at 15, someone said to me, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the moon. Well, try. Okay. I may laugh at him, may tease him, but it's been done. Mm-hmm. So he might be able to accomplish that. Right. Flip side of that is, at 15, yeah, you got the sneakers, you got the girls, you might even have the car, whatever. Here's the issue. You tell me, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to deal drugs, be slick, make a hell of a lot of money, and never get caught. Guess what? That's never been done. Mm-hmm. So when your dumbass get caught, you have to be able to account for all of the time you didn't. Mm. And when that happens... <laughs> There's nobody around. Mm -hmm. Your so-called boys, not there. Mm -hmm. They're counting on you not to snitch, not to tell. Okay. Trying to be slick. Okay. There's a certain time you have to outgrow that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Part of being a man, take ownership of self. Yourself. You don't have to take ownership of somebody else's stupidity. The hell with that. My generation. Okay. You couldn't have a guy call you and say, hey, man, we got caught. What what are you talking about? He will call you and say, yeah, man, we got caught. Now, he's in custody somewhere. You did something wrong. But he would call you, hey, man, we got caught. (laughs) Okay, no, the hell we didn't. Mm -hmm. Who the hell? I don't know what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they will sit there right in jail because I'm down with mine. Yeah, okay. Okay. They got a place for you. Okay. It's called the hotel prison. Okay. How down do you want to be that you know the only way you're leaving here is when you die mm-hmm. for something you maybe didn't do, but you're down with your people. You down for your boy who saw what happened to you decided, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. Got his life together. He's successful, whatever that means. And you sitting in prison, yeah, man, I'm not a snitch. Okay. No, you're right. You're not a snitch. You're a stupid ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You locked the fuck up and you're never getting out. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it. Okay. So what you have to do is try to look at the root of the issue. Tell these young brothers, listen, if you are constantly around someone and all they're doing is making left turns, they can't be right. <laughs> can't like do that. it. And don't get me wrong. No one's perfect. We may all try to stay on the straight and narrow, but sometimes we're going to make a left turn. But guess what? As long as you can look to your right and get back on track, it's okay to make a mistake. You learn from that mistake. But if you just keep doing the same thing over and over, it's not a mistake. It's a choice. And there are people living with bad choices they made to this day. Sitting back, you know, 20 years in, damn, I should have listened too late. 
too late. You knew that before you did it. Mm-hmm. But you made the choice because it wasn't a mistake. A mistake is a one-time thing. Oh, well, damn, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, so let me see if I got this right. You've been doing the same thing 20 times. You got caught time 21. Oh, it was a mistake. No, it's a choice and your ass got caught. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Your Honor. What are you sorry for what you did or the fact your dumb ass got caught? Two different things. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think anyone should, honestly, well, what did you steal? Well, I stole some Gucci loafers and a Louis Vuitton bag. Well, you need to go to fuck the jail. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Because <laughs> you don't need that. Mm-hmm. You want that. You don't need that. Well, what did you do? Well, I haven't eaten in three or four days. I stole some food. Okay. Now, do I feel safer with the food thief in prison or Mr. You know, Louis Vuitton bag in prison? He wants that. He doesn't need it. Big difference. Every criminal act is not necessarily should be criminalized, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I put things in perspective, and this usually shut them up in the barbershop. When they say, well, man, you know, you know right from wrong. Okay. Everything that's legal is not right. Mm-hmm. Everything that's right is not legal. Slavery was legal. Was that shit right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't but it was legal. Don't confuse legal with what's right. Everything legal is not right. It's just not. Oh yeah. And that's part of the bigger picture, but it boils down to choice. And for the younger brothers, they need to figure out a way to surround themselves with something positive, have something to look forward to other than the same old stupid shit day in and day out, have something to look forward to. And that usually will get you through to the other side. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's the point. You got it gets comes to a point and it's part of manhood where you have to stand in your own no one entrusting you you making the right decision. You see, like you said, they keep making those left hand turns. It came and it came for me as well. It's not cool to be a part of the crowd. Many of people who have been successful in life, whether that's in military, sports, business, etc. Um, education field they've gone they've made they've charted their own path and they haven't followed the pack and true innovation is coming from people who don't necessarily follow the pack they see what others have Agreed. done and they innovate and they go their own way and they find a better way to do it and so you know you need to have those type of people around you like yourself I, I did I didn't really have a lot of mentors like men uh, overall had some but at the end of the day you have to have enough self-respecting yourself to know and see where that's heading and you can kind of assume based off of like you said what's been done and you you see where that type of lifestyle gets you now as we get on the back end of this episode we talked about olympics the circles let's talk about dating um we talked on an episode that is unaired (laughs) because we had some technical issues about red flags with women a lot of young men you know, get into these situations because they don't have that the the OG or the 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 brother that gives wisdom um, nowadays doesn't exist for the most part, and a lot of young people don't really want to listen to the OGs. There's very few young people that want to. I've heard this is what really pisses me off. I hear a lot of young people say, when you hear respect your elders, and then I hear young people say, well, the elders got to respect the youth too. Shut the fuck up about that. That pisses me off because at the end of the day. <laughs> These men, and if they're coming from the right place, they're not, if they're not talking to you in no type of crazy way, they're giving you 40, 50, 60, 70 years of life, learn mistakes and, and experiences they've learned through trial and error. And if a man takes the chance to pull you aside and say, hey, young blood, dot, 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 this might be the way you want to go and just leaves it at that then you should have the, the wherewithal to know that if you want to get in, and you know that person's successful or doing stuff that you want to do, you should have the respect to listen and shut your fucking mouth and listen to what they're saying. But unfortunately, this from what I've seen, a lot of this generation has a mentality where they want the old, and that's the problem with the black community, in my opinion, there is a lack of respect for the elders. And as we get further and further down the rabbit hole of disrespecting elders, we're going to continue to see situations like these young ladies. Again, I can't assume they had elders, but we're going to see situations where they don't have the right mentorship. They don't have the right um, guidance to make the right decisions. Do you, do you think, in your opinion, from what you've seen, 
is there a lack of respect for the elders in this generation, in your opinion, the last 10 years, let's say the last decade? Yes, a definite disrespect. And it boils down to, there's a, I should say, a, a desire, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. They have to be right. The youth, they have to be right, mm-hmm. no matter what. My generation, if you're wrong, wow, I didn't know that. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. And I learned from whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an old fool. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. No such thing as an old fool. You don't get old being a fool. It exactly. will never happen. Mm-hmm. It will never happen. Now, if someone takes the time and the energy to try to steer you in the right direction, because keep in mind, when they're on the outside, they can see what you can't. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see the whole picture when you are the picture. Mm-hmm. can't do it. So if someone takes the time and energy to say, hey, young blood, this is what you may want to try. Not telling you what to do, but giving you advice of what not to do. There's a difference. And when, I hate to say, your generation, yeah. when they don't know the difference between listening and being told what to do, they're two different things. Yeah. When an OG pulls you aside, pull your coat is what we used to call it, to tell you something, mm-hmm. we're not telling you what to do. When I say, hey, young blood, you need to know a young blood. You don't need to. We're telling you what not to do. Figuring out what to do, that's easy in life. Figuring out what not to do, that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. You better master. Once you master what not to do, what to do is easy. Exactly. And and that's where I think I got, I had a a great gentleman in my life. Uh, His name was Lewis. Lewis, a a retired U.S. Marine. And people like yourself as well, uh, Mr. Masters. Um, who several, I mean, many years my senior. And when they tell me about all the experiences and all the things they've done and people they've seen and places they go, there's so much timeless wisdom. You know, I mean, women have always been around. So best believe that they've been through you. These OGs have been through situations that you have not been through, whether that's being played or being left on red. Now it may not necessarily be from a technological age, but it could be a situation where back in the day, a girl say, I'm gonna get home on the, on the house phone. Yeah. People had house phones. I'm gonna call you at this time. And you, and you call the house and she not available. Well, maybe she out with Todd or Brad or whoever the case may be. These OGs have learned the game. And to be honest, they had to learn game even more because now they didn't have the the crutch of the internet to have to learn how to talk to women and deal with women and understand. You had to really be more. When you go out on a date back in the day, you didn't have a phone to hide under. You didn't have that cellular device to hide under. You had to interact. You had to communicate. You had to talk. You had to connect. And a lot of young men are missing that gap. And when you see people like Kevin Samuels and O'Shea to Duke Jackson and Obsidian and all these wonderful black manosphere people giving us game is because they had to, they had a time that was way more difficult. And I think um, it's, you would behoove yourself, especially our generation to listen. Um, but I wanted to get some red flags. A lot of young men get involved with when it comes to dating In previous episodes. You had mentioned about the person that wants to be the Mr. Transportation break down some of the red flags that young men should see, pay attention to when they're being used by a woman so that they know what are some of the things they should avoid so they don't become Mr. Simp, as which is the popular word we hear nowadays. <laughs> I agree with you, sir. Now, the main, one of the red flags is this. Convenience. Mm-hmm. Don't always be available when it's convenient for her. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sometimes you get you, young blood, got to say no. We talked earlier in the unaired episode, your fault, <laughs> that <laughs> they will call you to be, you know, the chauffeur. Mm-hmm. You're out on a legitimate date. You're with the girl you like and you hope she likes you. She gets a phone call because you're in the cellular age. We didn't have that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, I have to go home because my mother needs me to take her to the market. And you sitting there saying, well, wait a minute, you don't even have a car. <laughs> but your mother wants you, girly, to take her to the market. So when you say, okay, I'll take you home, you get there. Can you run my mother to the market? Sure, sure, no problem. Okay. Okay. You just got played. <laughs> that was the plan all along. Okay. Your but- plan might have been to do everything. Mm-hmm. 
But guess what? You didn't even make it to step one of your date. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you really got played, the girl's mother calls her about going to the market after you paid for dinner. Wow. Okay. And now you just spent three hours out there. Now, now my mother said, I can't go back out. It's late. Okay. All right. That may happen to you once, young blood. Might happen. Mm-hmm. Now, if you find it a pattern every time you're with this girl, mm-hmm. her mother needs something from, hey, can you can you pick up my mother from the laundromat? No. Mm-hmm. I can drop you off to her at the laundromat. <laughs> Call me when y'all get home. Peace. Okay? <laughs> or how about this? You wait until she bring up something. And since you're in the cellular age, which we didn't have, Mm-hmm. You have your boy call you. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. I got to take care of something. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I can go to, well, wait a minute. Now, which one is it? Mm-hmm. Either your mother needs you right now. <laughs> now which, which one is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, play her. Mm-hmm. Don't show up. <laughs> Don't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Drop her off. I'll be right back. I'm going to park the car mm-hmm. and keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't answer the phone. It shit won't happen again. Mm-hmm. Why do Guaranteed. you think a lot of guys get young men get played by the, the chauffeur? Because in their mind, and it's happened to me. They're like, "Oh man, she's so cute," and 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 suddenly you get this random call. But you, like you said, like you know, it's already pre-planned, set up. It's almost like a movie. It's almost like a plot. And you're like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this." And she's like, "Oh, but can you right before we go? You know, let's go to the dollar store. Let's do this." Why do you think a lot of Good, so-called good guys or friendly guys, because they ain't playing that on Jerome. They're not playing that on Tyrone with the cornrows <laughs> and 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 two felonies. Right. But why right. do they do that to the so-called good guy or the so-called, um, you know, nice guy? Because you're dependable. Mm-hmm. You're convenient. You can be trusted. You can be counted on to do what's right. Okay, and. You're looking at her like, wow, I'm, you know, this girl is beautiful, man. I really like her. No, you don't. You like what you see. Mm-hmm. Ugly can look good, too. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you like what you see. You want to get with her. Oh, man, I can't wait. Okay? Leave her ass once. It'll never happen again. <laughs> I don't care what the scenario is. I don't care how good she looks. Shit will change overnight. Mm-hmm. Tell me, okay, well, can you well, can we run to the dollar store? My mother really wants to go. Okay. No problem. I mean, things can happen once. Second time, okay. Oh, she needs to go to the dollar store? All right. I'll tell you what. Let me get something out the car. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. You're going to call. I'm not answering. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Get mad? Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> and now guess what? Now you're going to treat me like you should have in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because you know I'm not for that shit. Yeah. Leave them once. It will never happen again. I've done it. Uh, shit. Think about it like this. We mm-hmm. didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. You couldn't call me a minute before the date and tell me you can't make it. Mm-hmm. A minute before the date, I'm in front of your house because I'm on time. Mm-hmm. Because I respect your time enough to be on time. Mm-hmm. When I meet your parents, they don't. They couldn't tell you what color underwear I have on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, shit. Dude, young blood, go to meet the parents. First off, he don't want to meet the parents. He don't. He won't get out of the car. Nope. He's gonna blow the horn. Mm-hmm. Him blowing the horn is a test for her dumbass. If she responds to that horn being blown, and she's in a home with her parents, and he don't think enough of her to get his ass the fuck up there and meet him, mm-hmm. fuck him. Yeah. Don't even go out to the car. Yeah. He, he'll come to the door when he comes to the door. Hopefully your father's there and have your father roll up. Can I help you? Mm-hmm. No, nah, chief, get off my porch. Mm-hmm. And don't say it like it's a request. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Next time he come back, if he come back, he'll be correct. Mm-hmm. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Let him know that's your daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you're used to. If you want to blow the horn and have a girl come out, go get a blow the horn, come out girl. <laughs> Not here. Not today. Yes, sir. No, sir. You wow. want that bullshit? Go, go get it. And trust and believe. It takes a jackass to attract a jackass. It surely okay? does. If a bro- if a young brother thinks the girl's cheating on him, he might as well cheat on her. Okay. <laughs> it hold takes up, a hoe to, up, to attract up. a hoe. Okay. 
Hold up. Round of applause. <laughs> if he thanks oh, yeah. so, so let's break this down, okay? I'm a, I'm, I want to, we're going to, from an OG perspective, because this is a, a multi generational podcast, right? And I'm going to keep talking about how old you are. I'm going to just figure out cooler, yeah. cooler ways to say it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, a lot of young men, I've noticed their girlfriends on social media want to post photos. If you go on some of these young ladies' uh, social media accounts, they got a f- every photo is them in a bikini. They're always looking for validation. They're always got every single photo. Not one, not nail one photo of his black ass in it. But she got every photo as if she is a Vogue cover model. Um, straight out of, um, you know, <laughs> Vogue magazine or something. Right. What are your thoughts on young men? When it comes to their girlfriend seeking validation on social media, because what a lot of young men will say, well, let her live her life. She has the right to do and post as much, whatever she wants. I can't control her, um, you know, and, and she's not doing anything wrong. But in every, he's never in any photo. They go out to eat. He's never in any video. He's, ne- you know, he's mm-hmm. Mr. Invisible. He is the invisible <clears throat> man, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. But yet she mm-hmm. is posting every day uh, something about her and her body. What are your thoughts on young men and how to handle that situation? Real easy. First off, young blood, because I'm, you know, a couple of decades older than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here's what you do. Number one, she's not girlfriend worthy, number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, And I'm not knocking her if that's what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. But if your vision, no man, I know wants the woman he cares about, his wife or his girlfriend, damn near naked on the internet. Just doesn't work out like that. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to be is the stupid motherfucker that got her pregnant. Mm -hmm. Because trust me, them other 40 motherfuckers are laughing their asses off at your dumb ass. Mm -hmm. They sitting there like, well, let me see if I got this right. Yeah, do you? I'm not trying to control you, but there are plenty of women who look just as good who are not damn near naked on the internet. Mm-hmm. That cute little girl that works at Target, not little girl, young lady, I take that back. Yeah. That works at Target, who respects herself enough, guess what she's posting on on whatever her social media is? The last trip she took with her family to Disney World. Mm-hmm. She might even post a picture of her friend who got married at the bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. But nothing that she would have to explain when she tries to get a real career job. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's kind of hard to tell me that you're a sociology major and you're butt naked on the internet. It just doesn't (laughs) fucking work like that. Maybe they're doing a social experiment. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what it's called? Yeah. Goose me. Okay. (laughs) That's what the fuck it's called. No. And, and keep in mind the agenda. (laughs) The agenda for the women who are doing this uh-huh. is not genuine. Yeah. They're not looking for, you know, Mr. Right. Yeah. They're looking for Mr. Right now. Yeah. They want to find the guy who has enough money, who's stupid enough to make them their girlfriend or their wife. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. There are just as many women who have respect enough not to do that. Mm-hmm. Then they do do it. And again, I'm not knocking it. Young ladies, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. But when you're looking around and you're 50 mm-hmm. and nobody weird who knows you, where you grew up, fucks with you, the only way you can get a date, he's from out of town. Mm-hmm. Now you know why. Yeah. No man who is about his business wants his wife or girlfriend damn near naked on the internet by choice. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something about uh, she doesn't post a video with him, right? Mm -hmm. But she can tell you when the next Cat Williams show is, that's Mm -hmm. posted. Mm -hmm. Like he don't have his own advertisement. Yeah. (laughs) That stupid shit's important, okay? Fuck that, okay? (laughs) She can tell you when the next trap party is. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's not important. What I'm saying is she's letting you know shit that there are other ways that you can throw that shit. Mm -hmm. The people who are giving the trap party, they have their own advertisement, their own media group, whatever the fuck that gets the word out. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're putting it on your page means what? Mm -hmm. They're not paying you to do it. Exactly. So, oh, wow. She likes traffic. So what? Mm -hmm. 
So I never looked on my list of things I want in a girl. Must like trap. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Okay. Must be respectful to mm-hmm. herself, number one. Yeah. Now, granted, there's always some dumbass, and men, you know, hate to say it. They'll be like, I love you, girl, mm-hmm. and wonder why shit don't work. Mm-hmm. If she was butt naked on the internet when you met her, what the fuck makes you think meeting your dumb ass is going to change that? It's not. Yeah. That's who she is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Is that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, you're going to realize, damn, man, 18 million motherfuckers have seen her? Mm-hmm. No, sir, that was yesterday. It's 20 million a day. Mm-hmm. And you sitting there like, damn. Yeah, well, you knew ahead of time. Now, it's not like you didn't know and you meet her and you find out, oh, damn, I didn't know you were a porn star. Mm-hmm. You know, now you know. Bye. Mm-hmm. And so, most men can't handle that anyway, so why would you even put yourself through that? Knowing. Right. You no. Know, yeah. Uh-huh. No. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, you'll hear the bullshit story about, well, no, man, I don't, I don't want to control her. It's not about control. Mm-hmm. It's about self-respect. And, again, the bottom line, remember I told you what the dude said in the barbershop. There was a woman in there talking shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was like, guys were like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to do this with this girl. And this woman said, and I'll never forget women. We all, we fuck who we want. Men fuck who they can. Y'all need to remember that. Mm-hmm. I hit her with this. Men marry who they want. Mm-hmm. Women marry who the fuck they can. Mm-hmm. If they can mm-hmm. remember that shit. Mm-hmm. Shit got quiet. <laughs> okay. Hold up. See, she didn't want to talk about that. Hold up. Oh, and I'm trying to find the. There you go. That's how it was. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Go through it. Yeah. It got quiet mm-hmm. because it was real, you know, bad, and all the women were, oh yeah, girl, when she said that bullshit, mm-hmm. right? But then you look around, not one of them women had a ring on it. Mm-hmm. Talking all that shit, and you forty. Don't get me wrong; you look good, but you forty, and not only you don't have a ring, you never had a ring. Mm-hmm. And so you got to ask yourself, young blood. Let me see if I got this right. Is this woman beautiful? Mm-hmm. Supposedly has a great career. Mm-hmm. Can't keep a fucking man. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because of some shit you don't know. Just on the surface, you look at it, be like, damn, who wouldn't want to be with that? Exactly. And I'll tell you, here's the bottom line. Grandfather told me this shit. For every beautiful woman you see, I'll show you a man who's tired of fucking her. Exactly. I'm going to tell okay. you something before we round up the third base here, though. I'm going to tell you something. I, went, I was out on a date with a young woman I was dating. I'm dating. And um, How much did you pay her? I, I must, yeah, a lot. I paid her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, some uh, it was uh, some wolf tickets I sold her. But anyway, um, there you go. <laughs> so we went on a date. I told her, I said, "Hey, I want you to wear a dress." And she gave me some resistance about the dress. She was like, "You know, I don't really like dresses." And I, I said, "Look, dresses are important to me. I, I don't ask you to wear dresses all the time. I know you're not into being prissy all the time. I respect that. But if we're gonna go out to a nice establishment, I would." I would hope for you to dress up and I'm going to dress up as well. I'm not going to be wearing no jersey. So then we go to the place and she looks around as a group of women of color, black women happen to be all in their late thirties to early forties sitting there. There's no man. There's about four or five of them. She said, look at them over there. They don't have no dress on. I said, I said, look at you and look at them. Do you see the difference? And she said, what, what do you mean? I said, you have a man and they don't. So the point was, yeah. You have a man, so why are you looking at women that don't have a man and trying to measure yourself to them? You have, right. If you have a man, you maintain it. If I have a woman, I'm going to maintain and handle myself like a man that wants to maintain and keep my woman happy. I'm not going to be dressing in no motherfucking uh, slip slops and, and all the other shit all day long. If we're going to go out somewhere nice, we stepping out, you're going to see a grown man. I'm not going to have my ass out more than she will. You dig what I'm saying? So when we looked at the table... And these, all these women are single, late 30s, 40s, probably may, mostly 40s, mm-hmm. all single. Mm-hmm. None of them really dressed up. Maybe one of them was dressed up. I said, do you see a difference between you and them? And then I said, also, let's look at their fingers. Ain't none, ain't none, none of them married. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women nowadays have to understand just because you get in a relationship don't mean you can just do, you know, you could take your foot off the pedal. And the same thing with men. So that was a little thing. One last thing I want to leave off with is... is Now, let me ask you this about the dress thing. Yeah. And I just want to ask. Yeah. Not necessarily pertaining to her. Yeah. But 
How long have you known her? Um, for about a year. Okay. Then, see, here's my issue, and, and fill in the blank for me. Yeah. If she had a self-conscious issue about wearing a dress because of something she feels lacking in herself, mm-hmm. that's different than I don't want to wear a dress because, you know, I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, is it a thing? Well, yeah, I'm self-conscious about my body, and I don't really don't want to wear a dress. Okay. But I'll tell you what. If I accept you with every flaw you think you have, mm-hmm. I'll make you feel like a queen in that dress. Exactly. Exactly. And for me, it was more of a test of the sea if she had the mentality where she wanted to make me happy. Obviously, I don't require or I know she's not a, dress, a woman that wears a dress all the time. I already know that. Right. I already accepted that dating you. But the reality is it was more of a, a, for me to see if she was willing to make do things out of her comfort zone to make me happy because I'm willing. I'm the type of person. I'll do a lot of things maybe once. I'm not jumping out of an airplane. I'm not doing no rock climbing. No, I'm not doing that shit. No. Yeah, but I will do things or go to places or music venues or whatever the case may be or do stuff that I don't necessarily care for because I want to see you happy and I want to support you. And so for me, a lot of men are afraid to speak what expectations for women a lot of young dudes will get into relationships and they'll do every they'll try to they'll try to be mr everything to her do everything bend to her will everything she wants him to do but he they're afraid to make requests of of, of a woman because your request is not the man's requests but at the same time right. they're afraid because if they ask like as an example let's say you got a favorite meal something you really like why not ask her a lot of young men are afraid to do that because today's young women if you ask them if they cook they'll be like can you build a house and they'll do that type of thing. So yeah. that's, that's the problem. A lot of young men are afraid to ask it. But for me, as I've gone through my path in life and different relationships, I've learned that if a person doesn't want to do things because they know it makes you happy, and if, it does, mm-hmm. if it's not a ridiculous request, then that may not be the person for you. Agreed. Agreed. Now, your comfort zone, like you, you mentioned about jumping out of planes. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You could be the most drop-dead gorgeous whatever. You know, I'm not jumping out of planes. You couldn't get me to jump off the fucking porch. Not going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Because I choose not to. Well, that's not fun. Then here's what you should do. You should find you a motherfucker who's willing to jump off shit for you. I'm not. Now, that's not the same as I see something ready to happen to you. I wouldn't literally jump to help you, jump to save you. No, that's unexpected. But expected. I'm trying to make sure you don't get hurt. Nothing ha- nothing bad happens to you. But if part of your criteria is, you know, I really, you know, I like rock climbing, bungee jumping, you know, swimming with the sharks, then you need to find you a motherfucker that'll do that. I'm not doing it. Period. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. You know why? Because I knew who I was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I don't need your validation. Well, oh, he doesn't want to do this. Then why are you with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is an OG thing. I know why the fuck she with me. Mm-hmm. Ain't about sharks. <laughs> <laughs> know that shit, okay? Yes, sir. Bottom line. And I get it. You know, and to a degree, that could be a control mechanism. Girl, he do whatever I tell him, really. Well, have him buy all of us drinks at happy hour. Well, I'm not doing that. You know why? I don't drink. I'm not going to happy hour. Why would I go to happy hour where the main thing done at happy hour is drinking? I don't drink and I'm out a hundred bucks. Just as an example, Mm -hmm. why would I do that? Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense. It would be like me knowing you don't eat crabs and I invite you to a crab feast. Just to see if you're going to come. But you already know I don't eat crabs. Mm -hmm. So why would you invite me and then get in a kind of way if I don't come? Mm -hmm. No, don't do that. Have the ability to say no without explanation you should not have to explain why you made the decision to say no and we're not talking argumentative uh no no thank you mm-hmm. no not for me no i'm not doing that you go ahead mm-hmm. i'm not stopping you from being you i'm just not doing it exactly and guess what it's not going to change and you tease me about being older I was like this before I was your age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Know who you are. Mm-hmm. Know your limitations. Don't be ashamed of who you are, mm-hmm. no matter what. And young brothers, 
if she don't like you for who you are, she's not worth it. Damn right. Don't change who you are. Don't dummy down. Don't be slick to be with her. If she wants slick, bye. Go get slick. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. I kind of tend to want to make something out of myself. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be a millionaire, but I'm going to be something. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, you know, hanging out on the, in the street doing nothing, hoping I don't get caught, hoping I don't go to jail, or worse, hoping I don't get killed. Just hanging out. I'm trying to make something of myself, no matter what it is. As long as it's positive, I'm with you. Do not dummy down. For a piece of ass that ain't even gonna be there a year later. You damn right. You'll, you'll be sitting back looking at yourself, saying, "Damn, why the fuck did I do that?" Because mm-hmm. you're stupid. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there's a difference between being stupid and dumb. Mm-hmm. Stupid is a conscious effort to do something you know you shouldn't do. Dumb is you're unaware. I really didn't know. I'm dumb to it. Mm-hmm. Remember that, young blood. Damn. Profound wisdom from the OG Duke Masters. Well, on that note, the episode, inaugural episode that is on Anchor of Geeks to Gods is done. And guys, if you want to look at previous episodes as well, you can go to the YouTube page, look for Geeks to Gods. We have some other additional content, but but right now what we'll do is this will traditionally be and primarily be an audio only format in the future. We'll create bonus episodes and we'll transition over to YouTube. But the reason why we do audio only is so that if you're at work, if you're doing things, you don't have to be, you got to be focused on making that money. Instead of trying to be funny You understand what I'm saying So guys Thanks for coming on Duke Appreciate you Look forward to next week Um, We're going to get some good content I appreciate you guys following us And peace Always brother Peace out